800-859-0957, 800-859-0WJR. We're talking about Rashida Tlaib and, and whether or not you believe the House acted properly in censuring her. I do. This time I do. I also agreed that they didn't the first time, and I agreed with tabling it and not even getting it to the House floor. But I think change, I think what changed is the video that she posted and, and her defense of the phrase from the river to the sea because it's it's pretty obvious that's used as a rallying cry for Hamas and Hamas sympathizers as a, as, as a way to remove the Jewish state. I'd love to get your thoughts on it. Uh, real quick, let's go out to David Rochester. Hey, David. Hey, uh, Chris. I need to take sharp exception with the fact that you uh, tried to equivocate uh, Trump was not in in, 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 in sensing a a uh, equivalent act on January. Well, I didn't. In, I didn't directly correlate it. We had somebody call in to to talk about that. Okay. Well, I think you did mention the fact that you know he never said this. He ne- he might as well just have said those same things taken together, the statements all together. You know, sure he said, yeah, peacefully march between now and the Capitol. March with your guns that I know you have. But he didn't say that, though. They weren't meant for me. He knew it. All you got to do is piece the pieces together. He knew they had. He didn't say it. Okay, listen. He did say. You want me to tell you what he did say? Right when they see him at 3 o'clock, middle afternoon. Yes. When they see the gallows while he was watching on TV. Mike Pence didn't have the courage to do what should have been done. This was at 3 o'clock on January 6th. To protect our country and our Constitution, giving states the chance to certify correct instead of facts. Nor the fraudulent inaccuracy. So is that, Dave, Dave, relax, I'm with you. Is that a well-known dog whistle for attacking the Capitol? It is? is? is. Yes, yes, it is a well-known, yes. Where is that at? Could you you find the other examples of that being used where people attack the U.S. Capitol? Could you find that for me? Could find what? Find me another example where that phrase was used where people went into the U.S. Capitol. All you got to do is look at all the tweets that follow Oh, that. that's it. All you got to do. I'll, I'll look at the other the tweets in, in concert with that sent out by Trump, the 25 of them. And look what everyone was tweeting among them. Those were commands from him. How, did you watch any of the trials of the January 6th people now in sure. jail? Sure. Yes. Okay. You know what they were saying? You know how many of them had were, were watching their tweets from him, their, their, their general? If that's not a direct command, I don't know what is. All right, Dave. Thank you. Appreciate the call. 800-859-0957. 800-859-0WJR. Uh, meanwhile, schools are trying to find better ways to protect kids, protect their staff. And that it's something that I think is coming more to light as we get the full report from Guidepost Solutions about what happened and the, and the things that went wrong on the inevitable mass shooting, killing of people at Oxford High School. And this was a a pretty extensive report, the most extensive report we've seen. And and now we see that there was blame to be passed around. Robert McCann's the executive director of the K-12 Alliance of Michigan, and he joins us. Robert, good to have you. Hey, thanks for having me. What were your thoughts of that report uh, that that detailed the, the shortcomings at Oxford High School? 
Well, to be honest, you know, my heart goes out, obviously, to the Oxford community. You know, what happened there is every school administrator's worst nightmare. Uh, you know, I work with school administrators from across the state, and their number one priority is making sure that their kids are safe, uh, not just for a situation as tragic as Oxford, but just in their day-to-day -day lives. But when something that severe happens, it doesn't just affect the Oxford community. I talked to so many superintendents that day who were just heartbroken about it. So I think, you know, as we see the report, as we see some of the the follow-ups to it, and the most important thing we can do is try to make sure we're all learning lessons from it and we're all uh, doing what we can to make sure that our kids are as, as safe and as protected as they can be because there is, you know, outside of being safe at home, there is no place more important for them to feel safe than in their school because we know that if they don't feel safe and supported in their school, they're not going to succeed academically either. So, you know, overall, my, my takeaway from it is, is let's make sure we're learning the lessons that need to be learned from such a, a, a terrible situation and, and doing what, uh, you know, whatever changes, whatever lessons we can learn, let's make sure we're doing. That. Do you think school administrators will look at that report and determine where their shortcomings are or where their strengths are to make sure that something like this doesn't happen in their district? Well, I want to keep in mind that there's nothing a school administrator can do to guarantee that this can't happen. Uh, but, you know, are they looking at reports like this? Are they looking at other, in, you know, uh, you know uh, district-specific security audits that, that districts do? Of course, they are always trying to learn lessons about this. Remember, you know, school administrators aren't security experts. They're not police officers. They're not uh, criminal psychologists. They are they're educators, and they go to school every day trying to make sure that they're doing their job in helping kids learn. When obviously part of that job these days does entail security and making sure that their facilities, that their district as a whole is as safe as it can be. But they work with many, many other people on that. They work with their local police department. They work with school security companies. And most importantly, they work with their community as a whole to answer what makes the most sense within that community. The reality is there's no one size fits all solution for keeping any given school building safe. And if we if we try to treat this like that, we're ultimately not going to solve the problem. What we need is funding in place for some school security upgrades, and we need some flexibility so that schools can work with their community, work with their parents, work with their students and faculty to make the best decisions for their districts. In terms of what lawmakers can do, obviously there are a number of, of different state-mandated or federally-mandated things that, that schools uh, adhere to, but is there something else that can be done from a legislative per perspective to, to shore up maybe some of these gaps in school districts? Yeah, uh, you know, I, I mentioned this briefly, but, you know, we really do, and, and they've started putting some some funding in place to do this, but we really need some continued funding in place for school districts to be able to tap into some extra resources above and the beyond expertise. what they normally get. Yeah, exactly, so that they can bring in some of these experts, they can bring in their local police department to have SROs on, on, uh, more readily available in mm -hmm. districts, uh, all of that costs money, and if we don't have the funding in place, it's hard to make those types of upgrades. So funding priorities to do some of this would be nice. And also, like I said, let's not jump to a focus on any specific solution because, again, what works in one district may not work in a different part of the state or even a neighboring district. You know, uh, buildings are designed differently, and this answer to keeping them secure is going to be different. So you know, we need funding and we need flexibility. Uh, Brian, uh, Robert McCann uh, joins us, and, and I, I think that's a great uh, way to look at it. More funding is, is would be a real big help when you can tap into those resources and, and 
shore up some spots that that maybe if you look at this report and look internally, well, maybe there are some things that we can tighten up to make sure something like this doesn't happen again. Robert McCann uh, with the K-12 Alliance of Michigan. Thank you so much. Always appreciate your time. All right. Anytime. Thank you. Yeah, you got it. 800-859-0957. 800-859-0WJR. Still a lot to talk about. Uh, we'll make way for the news here coming up. Get you caught up on some of the other stories making headlines today. Uh, also, uh, we've got a debate coming up tonight. What are you looking to see from that? And and from these elections that we saw around the country in some pretty important areas like Pennsylvania, Kentucky, and and Virginia. What does that mean? Is that a sign of things to come in November of next year? We'll talk about it next on JR Afternoon.